Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning. Welcome to the Vince Coakley Radio Program. This week seems to be uh, zipping by at a pretty good clip here. And hopefully it's all going well as we are now at Thursday. One more day in the work week. Just hang in there. And then we have the weekend coming up very, very soon. A lot of news to talk about. Of course, much of it political. Relating to 2024, we will delve into that. And in the midst of this, we've got very monumental issues that continue to stare us in the face. Not only do we have war on several fronts, we've got Ukraine, we've got Israel versus Hamas. We've also got the associated war going on between the United States and the Houthi rebels out of Yemen. And then we have something much closer to home, and that is the problem at our own border. I kind of reach a point, and I think many of you are at the same place because you look and you see the open border, and to you, the solution is very simple. Just secure the border. That's all you have to do. That's it. But the unfortunate thing is, We've got politicians who have a very different view. They see this entire matter as opportunity because what they will do is come along and say, okay, we'll give you some type of border security, but first we want you to make all of these people legal. This same kind of wheeling and dealing is going on on Capitol Hill right now. And I wish I could tell you, it's just Democrats promoting this. It's not. We will tell you what Marble Mouth is up to now. I think you know who Marble Mouth is. He's up to something very devious right now. This guy should have been sent to an old folks home a long time ago. But we'll hear what he is up to and why I am so concerned about it. Also coming up, we will have a segment that I, I think is almost worthy of a therapeutic Thursday. I have been contemplating a piece that I've been thinking about writing. And in fact, I had a dream the other night, I think was kind of associated with this. And I'm, I just need to get down to it and write it about my concern about where this nation is. Because I do think we're in trouble. And what further disturbs me is I don't think there are prominent messengers out there speaking to what really ails us. We're distracted by what I would see as nonsense. 
You know, one of my biggest disappointments, and we're going to talk about this a little, little later on. Remember I told you in yesterday's program how it frustrates me when I have to, if I'm being honest, I have to praise and commend people that I really don't care for. Because what they're communicating is right on the money. Yesterday was Nikki Haley. You're going to be shocked by who I'm agreeing with today. Because this person made, and and this takes, uh, this is not about politics. This is about human nature. Our identity as human beings. And particularly for those of us who claim to be Christians, is about our sonship, about our kingdom identity, which some people seem to have forgotten and allowed themselves to be sucked in by, I would say, a false god. I am no, in no way hesitating to just come out and call it what it is. It's idolatry. And if I were to see this person we're going to talk about a little bit later on, I would be glad to say it to his face. In fact, I may very well reach out to him. We have a couple of mutual friends. And I have to tell you, I am just nauseated. Probably wondering, what is Vince talking about? We're going to get to this. In fact, it's interesting that I'm not the only one who's noticed this because one of our regular listeners sent an email to me touching on this very issue. So a number of people have noticed this and they recognize something is very wrong. We will talk about this a little bit later on and bring an end to the mystery of what I'm dancing around right now. (laughs) Let's begin with some good news. And I want to be very clear about this and I've said this plenty of times. I'm a person who very much believes in America. I celebrate success and positive developments for America's sake, no matter who is in office. Mr. Magoo, our current president, stands to gain from this news. He could gain from this news. I have a feeling he's not going to. But the economy grew at a 3.3% pace in the fourth quarter, much better than expected. The GDP, a measure of all the goods and services produced, increased at a 3.3% annualized rate in the fourth quarter. Wall Street expected only 2%. The U.S. economy for all of 2023 accelerated at a 2.5% annualized pace, well ahead of the Wall Street outlook at the beginning of the year, for few if any gains and better than the 1.9% increase in 2022. What did this? A strong pace of consumer spending helped to drive the expansion. Now here's the part that concerns me, not worthy of celebration. On the subject of spending, we also have government spending. Also some progress to report on inflation. Core prices for personal consumption expenditures rose 2% for the period while the headline rate was 1.7%. The economy grew at a much more rapid pace than expected, and the U.S. easily skirted a recession that many forecasters thought was inevitable. I'm encouraged by this. And again, I don't care who's in office. This is a good thing. A very good thing. 
One of the questions that every voter will be asking is, no matter what these numbers say, what is my personal situation? How do I feel based on what's going on in my home? This is really important because as you've heard in many cases, people really are not recognizing this. They aren't, they're not feeling it. So as a result, this president, as in Mr. Magoo, he has a really challenging job ahead of him. How is he going to convince millions of voters out there that he really is a person who is behind the anything positive that's going on with our economy? Is he really doing anything of consequence that's making your life, my life, easier? That's the question. Love to get your thoughts. And if you'd like to weigh in on how things are going on the financial front for you, you're welcome to do so. Our phone number is 704-570-1110, 704-570-1110. Still to come in the broadcast, we will delve into immigration and the treachery that is underway on Capitol Hill with Republican help. You know, there's a good reason why when I moved here to Charlotte in 1992, there's a good reason I'm still here. A job brought me here. But even though I'm not with that employer anymore, I decided to stay. In fact, it, I when I came here, I think what was in my mind was the idea of staying maybe three, four years and then moving on somewhere else, maybe to a bigger city. I mean, this is what you do in the business. You, you want to move up markets. I mean, Lexington was, what, 70 market at the time. So that was a nice jump to come to Charlotte, North Carolina, which at the time was around 30-ish somewhere market size. And now we're heading toward the top 20 in television markets. Pretty incredible. There's a reason for all the growth. You know, I've reflected on this number of times. I think about that very first time I came with the job interview at the television station. I always remember whenever I make that turn going up north, and of course now I do this more, I've been used to going south because I lived up on the north side of town. Now on the south side of town, I'm going up 77, and when I get to the freeway, there's that right turn where you head onto the John Belk Freeway, and you have this really nice skyline view. And I remember every time I do that, it reminds me of the very first time I came to Charlotte. And I was so impressed because I saw that, that clean skyline. I mean... One of the reasons why I make this comparison, three years I lived in Delaware, 
And, you know, and this is not to throw shade on anybody, but that whole I-95 corridor, corridor is, it's just ugly. It's, it's dirty. It's old. It just has a feel of just not clean. I mean, that's just a feeling I have in comparison to what I, when I came to Charlotte, I was like, oh my goodness, this place looks new. It looks clean. And it was so impressive. So here I am, 30 plus years later, I'm still here. It's pretty amazing. I've lived here longer than I have anywhere else. Interesting article done by State of the Union. Americans flock to the jewel of North Carolina for affordable living. Well-funded police. That's interesting. In 2023, Charlotte, North Carolina emerged as a popular relocation destination due to its rapid growth, affordability, and various amenities. Real estate expert Jared Randolph highlighted the city's appeal, citing its strong financial industry, diverse economy, lower cost of living, and shorter commute times compared to other major cities. Randolph saying, we really like Charlotte in particular because it has a strong financial industry, diverse economy. It's a mild climate. You have an up-and-coming food scene and great arts and culture and sports teams. Well, I don't know about that last thing. <laughs> Just kidding. Your average cost of living? 11% less in Charlotte than it is in other cities. The average one-bedroom apartment in New York? $4,700. Can you imagine paying $4,700 for rent? The average one-bedroom apartment in Charlotte, just under $1,700. $1,675. They're satisfied because you've got a newer housing stock, and the average home value down there is like $382,000. A very good police force, well-funded, respected police force, the city in general, relatively safe. You're living in a beautiful city that is affordable. The cost of living on average is lower. You've got a great climate throughout the year because it's a pretty temperate, mild climate in Charlotte. Oh, yes. Studies by United Van Lines and U-Haul confirm Charlotte's attractiveness. Data showing high inbound migration and cost savings for relocating individuals. United Van Lines wrote movers tend to move to metro areas that are less expensive and have less competition from other home buyers. This trend has intensified in the past couple of years as housing affordability declined. Researchers reported the median Household income needed to pay rent has risen from 26.7% in November 2019 to 29.9% November 2023. The share of income needed for a monthly mortgage payment on a typical home purchase has risen even more dramatically. This is scary, folks. 22.7% is where it was. Now it's 38.6%. That's how much of your income you need to pay the mortgage. Factors like housing affordability and income trends have contributed to this migration pattern with people moving from cities like New York, Chicago, Dallas, and Houston to Charlotte. So if you wonder why we continue to have the growth, why you continue to see these 
luxury apartments going up all over town. Well, there's the reason. The demand is still there. The people are still coming. The secret's out. And for that reason, there's no indication this is going to stop anytime soon. Pam posted this on social media connected to this story. She said this. Stop moving here. Go to Atlanta. (laughs) Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Still to come in the broadcast, I mentioned sometimes there are messages we desperately need to heed that come from people we don't necessarily like. You're going to hear one of those messages coming up in just a few minutes. I have increased alarm about this, about what is happening to our country, what is happening to our people. And you're going to hear this in a bit. I'm, And some of you may think this is strange, but uh, you have to understand. Uh, here's something. If you have any question about who I am, Transcending all of my views is my identity as a kingdom citizen, as in kingdom of God. At the end of the day, no other identity rivals that. None. And for me, there's only one God, one. And I do not want to give credence to anything else that is masquerading as deity and I'm gonna make some really strong statements coming up a little bit later on probably the strongest I've made on this subject and I'm gonna actually issue a warning too because I really think the people who are in the most danger are the people who theoretically are supposed to be agreeing with me I mean, I thought we were aligned on some foundational things, but we're apparently not. But we'll deal with this a little later on. I want to give you a heads up about what's happening on Capitol Hill. I mean, where Have you seen Mitch McConnell lately? I mean, not that I want to see him, because he's, from a political standpoint, he's pretty much worthless anyway. But do not count out what this guy's doing behind the scenes. Republican Senator Mitch McConnell is reportedly backing away from his pro-migration border bill amid a mutiny by multiple GOP senators. I'm so glad to hear this. So before I share any more of the story, you need to understand what's happening here. (laughs) He is backing away from his pro-migration bill, not because... He believes that it's the wrong thing to do. He's backing away because uh, 
he's recognizing that politically more of his colleagues are not drinking the Kool-Aid. McConnell told a closed meeting of Senate Republicans the politics of the border has flipped for Republicans and cast doubt on Lincoln, Ukraine and the border. Donald Trump, he's clearly going to be the nominee. And he wants to run his 2024 campaign centered on immigration. We don't want to do anything to undermine him. One Republican senator who cited McConnell's remarks to the GOP conference this Wednesday meeting said the border portion is dead. The lawmaker said McConnell told GOP senators this has gotten to be a lot more politically difficult than he thought it would be. Good. Here's what happened. A group of seven GOP senators used a Wednesday news conference to slam his focus on protecting Ukraine's borders, the counterproductive border deal, and his exclusion of mainstream GOP senators from negotiations. Senator Mike Lee, one of my favorite senators, this bill cannot move if 41 of us say we're not going to take that. I'm asking my colleagues to hold 41 votes to ensure the deal is blocked. Problem is our leader, McConnell, is really the stage manager of this negotiation. That's what Ron Johnson had to say. McConnell's border bill will be blocked by the House GOP leaders, so Democrats are using the doomed process to blame the GOP for President Joe Biden's unpopular migration disaster. For Democrats, the only purpose of taking this up is giving Democrats political cover. They want to try to come along and say, gosh, we would have secured the border, but those pesky House Republicans just didn't let us do that. That's what Ted Cruz is saying. The bill represents Senate Republican leadership waging war on House Republican leadership. It's not designed to secure the border, and it won't secure the border. And that's why leadership wants it kept in secret. Of course it is. McConnell's focus on Ukraine excludes GOP senators who are concerned about the border. Rick Scott saying, without consulting the GOP senators, took away most of our leverage by saying we would not even ask to tie the Ukraine funding to actually securing the border. We should all have the opportunity to engage in drafting the bill. We talked about in a private conference. We want something Biden has to do because we know he's lawless. The only thing we could come up with was to release monthly Ukraine aid if the number of people coming across the border goes down. Leader McConnell said no way. What a freaking coward. Do, do you want to see why the Republican Party doesn't get anywhere? I mean, throwing up the white flag of surrender. This is how it works. Just thought you ought to know. And it's good the political winds are so strong in this issue that these senators know better, frankly, than to cross the people. See, they need to be at a point where they're more afraid of us than they are of some old coot in Kentucky. That's where they need to be. Coming up, I'm going to talk about a very sensitive subject, idolatry. Idolatry. 
not among Democrats, but among Republicans. I'm going to discuss something that's gotten a lot of attention. A lot of people have noticed this. The question is, are the people most guilty and most responsible going to notice and change course? I hope and pray so. We'll talk about this much more as we continue our broadcast. I remember years ago, I heard someone say that God created us in his image. And one of the big problems for us as human beings is we try to return the favor. Let me repeat that again. God created us in his image. The problem with many of us is we try to return the favor. In other words, we try to create God in our own image. Or in many cases, we try to take on divine qualities when we are finite human beings. So we are basically trying to overstep our identity. We belong down here. We belong surrendered to God. I was just, you know, during my devotional time the other day, I'm in James. And I remember the section where he talks about how we're called to submit to God, resist the devil, and watch him flee. And he exhorts us to humble ourselves. God is not pleased with the proud. He opposes the proud. He gives grace to whom? The humble. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. You can do whatever you want. But I strongly encourage you to be discerning because in places where you may think it's a totally secular environment and that there's no religion or anything like that, you may very well be dealing with a rival religion. And I really believe that's alive and well in America right now. In one person. Let me share with you one story before I go into the person who really concerned me this week. And I'm serious when I tell you, I may very well reach out to this senator because I'm so concerned about what this man is doing to himself. Let's start here with this story in The Hill. Donald Trump warns Haley donors will be permanently barred from the MAGA camp. On Wednesday, he railed against GOP primary opponent Nikki Haley and warned that anyone who contributes to her campaign would be permanently barred from the MAGA camp. When I ran for office and won, I noticed the losing candidate's donors would immediately come to me and want to help out. This is standard in politics, but no longer with me. This is what he posted on his Truth Social platform. So if you've been unfaithful to him at any time, financially, he doesn't want your money. Pretty strong words. Anybody that makes a contribution to bird brain from this moment forth, see, this is just childish. 
will be permanently barred from the MAGA camp. We don't want them and will not accept them because we put America first and always will. No, you put your freaking self first. Trump's direct threat against Haley supporters signals a sharpening in his rhetoric. As the former president seeks to compel support from all corners of the GOP. Do I remind you that God says of himself, thou shall have no other gods before me? This is the reality, the living reality with this man. There must not be any rival at all. I hope you understand the magnitude of this. This is very serious. And this is the way this man has conducted business for years. This is bullying. This is idolatry. This is basically compelling people to bow their knee. And if they do not bow their knee, there will be consequences. I'm telling you, folks, this is dangerous. And I don't care who says it. It's interesting, and you're going to hear a couple of the accounts because there are a number of stories that have been done on a senator, one particular senator who was on the stage on the night... Donald Trump won New Hampshire. I want you to hear this exchange that took place coming up in the next hour. And I'm going to say some very strong things because the consequences are so, so concerning. We'll deal with this much more. Hour number two is straight ahead. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. All right, let's jump right into the fire. Before the break, I share with you a story from The Hill about how Donald Trump has basically called out any donor who dares to give money to Nikki Haley. Basically, you can consider yourselves... Persona non grata with Donald Trump. So you are basically dead to him if you have given any money to Nikki Haley. And I don't mind saying this. This is a man who believes thou shall have no other gods before me. That's the reality. It's interesting the email that I received just this morning and this person had no idea was going to talk about this on today's broadcast but his email is right on point Keith you are right on it this is the guy by the way who sent a message many months ago saying to me he agrees with me five percent of the time but here's what Keith sent to me this morning Vince hope you are well I'm going to keep this short. Could Tim Scott have bent over any further than he did? Jeez, this guy's horrible. Peace to you and your family. Keith, I did notice, and it's absolutely an abomination. I don't mind saying that. My respect for Tim Scott is incredibly diminished because of what I saw on that stage on Tuesday night. 
the speculation is that Tim Scott would love to be vice president. And I will just tell you here and now, and, and let me just tell you, full disclosure, I met Tim Scott several years ago. We were on, I think it was Fox News Channel. We did an appearance together back in 2014, maybe. And we have some mutual friends in Congress. And I have always had a great deal of esteem, positive esteem for this man. And, and I, I, at heart, I, I believe he's a good man. I really do. But if I were to see him in person now, I would be telling him, Tim Scott, please run, 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 run for your life. Do not get mixed up with this man. You will sell your soul. And that's apparently what is exactly happening. I told you on yesterday's program, and I made it very clear, I am not a Nikki Haley fan. I am not going to vote for this woman. She's horrible. But it's interesting to me how many people have recognized that what Tim Scott has done, he has diminished himself. I want you to hear this clip from Tuesday night. Uh, by the way, I, I want to remind you, what was the name of Donald Trump's book that um, The Art of the Deal, the man who wrote that with him, had a really insightful post several years ago. And I, to this day, I remember it because it was right on the money. It was a time when all the racial stuff was being stirred up and people trying to characterize Donald Trump as a racist and a white supremacist, which I do not believe. But the man who wrote The Art of the Deal with him said, Donald Trump is not a white supremacist. He is a Trump supremacist. That is the most insightful line that I have ever heard about this man. That's what it's all about for him. He must be supreme. And what saddens me is all the Christians that I see bowing the knee to this man. And now Tim Scott. I want you to hear this clip from Donald Trump and you will hear Tim Scott chime in. And I, I have to tell you, I was ready to barf. Here's Donald Trump with Tim Scott. And then we do go to South Carolina, where we've done really well, where I've done well. We have a great governor and lieutenant governor and great everything, because almost every one of them have endorsed me. Two great senators, which is hard. I mean, did you ever think that she actually appointed you, Tim? <laughs> and think of it, appointed, and you're the senator of his state, and she endorsed me. You must really hate her. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh oh. I just love you. No, that's that's why he's a great politician. That's why he's a great politician. Are you listening to this? What makes him a great politician? Because he I because I love you. That's what this is all about for him. He doesn't care whether you're a conservative or not. All he cares is is you kiss his orange ass. And if you do that, you're a great person. You're a great senator. You may have a 25 Liberty score. And as long as you pucker up, you're a great man. Folks, this is dangerous. I'm disgusted 
by watching Tim Scott belittle himself in this way. This is very disturbing. And remember I told you that sometimes people say things that are right on the money, people that you disagree with and don't like? I am not a fan at all of Al Sharpton. This man is one of the biggest charlatans in the black community. But you know what? I want you to listen to what he had to say about this whole encounter between Tim Scott and Donald Trump. What I think is really interesting, I can really hear his heart here. This is not about politics. He goes right for the jugular and talks about the man, Tim Scott. Here's Al Sharpton talking about this exchange on the stage the other night. Listen up. I think that he will be the nominee, and I think that he's demanding people bow to him. Uh, there are few uh, moments in my life I've been more embarrassed than to watch Tim Scott, mm. uh, who, uh, uh, you know, I know Tim and I are both practicing Christians, but I don't know if he could pray like that to, to the other side. I mean, it was humiliating to watch what Tim Scott did uh, as a sitting senator, uh, and, and one time it wasn't even uh, he wasn't even on the script he interrupted trump to pay homage uh and uh so i had to say that because it's bothered me yeah, all he's night he's doing it right here it says it's just that i love you mr trump it's not that oh, i hate nikki haley it's just that i love you from senator scott it's uh not a good I day mean, in uh, in no. in my life to watch tim do that i mean to think that we fought to see people like him black becomes uh, a high elected in the South and to do that. He has a right to be a Republican, has a right to do Donald Trump, but to do it in such a way that uh, is so humiliating was troubling. Let's put it that way. I'm be trying to be I as mean. nice as I can. Do you hear and, and, and forget about what you think about Al Sharpton, Sharpton and his politics. Do you hear? Do you hear Al Sharpton's heart? He knows there's something terribly wrong here. To see this man belittle himself. And I'm just going to tell you, I don't mind saying this. No decent human being will ever allow anyone to belittle themselves like that in front of them. This is not only a bad look for Tim Scott. This further affirms everything I've said about this man, Donald Trump. You don't receive this type of veneration. You don't. You challenge people to stop. But Donald Trump loves every bit of it. Every bit of it. And I'm telling you folks, this is dangerous. There's a whole piece written on this that is right on the money. And what this is about is about the quest for power. This is what I think Tim Scott has fallen into. It's a desire to be connected because this man has the power to knight him. We're going to talk about this and much more. And I do welcome your thoughts. Tell me. Tell me how I'm wrong here. Correct me. 704-570-1110. I'd love to get your thoughts <laughs> as we continue our broadcast on this Thursday. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta 
and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. on the Vince Coakley radio program. So my comments been too strong. The promotion of idolatry. This is basically a man who's setting himself up to be God. Isaac Shores written a great piece for Mediaite about Tim Scott. I told you a lot of people notice this. Senator Tim Scott, his humiliating campaign to be vice president. Senator Tim Scott joined the Veep Stakes only last Friday when he endorsed Donald Trump at a rally in New Hampshire. Yet it feels like we've been watching him go through the pledge process for an eternity. In a gobsmacking moment, Trump called Scott up to the podium to shower him with praise, but not before celebrating Scott's recent engagement by feeding into gossipy, oftentimes derisive speculation that Scott is gay. I don't know if you've heard any of that. Trump said today was a big day. The biggest story out there, he's engaged to be married. We never thought this was going to happen. Why didn't you think this was going to happen, Donald Trump? Did you believe the rumors too? This is the other side of the story. This man is belittling Tim Scott right in front of him. And yes, I'm going to say it. Tim Scott is too stupid. He's too caught up in the stupor and the vapor of the worship, he may not even realize that he was insulted. What's going on, asked Trump, mischievously, before calling Scott up to ask the crowd, amongst other questions, how many of y'all want me to stop talking so you can hear from your next president, Donald Trump? Then during Trump's rather irritable Tuesday night victory speech, Scott laughed awkwardly behind the former president as both Trump and one of his rivals for the number two spot on the GOP ticket, Vivek Ramaswamy, rained down insults and smears on Nikki Haley, who appointed Scott to a Senate seat back in 2013. That's another person I'm sick of. Uh, Let me just say this for the record. Until these people renounce their idolatry, I don't want to hear another word from Vivek Ramaswamy or any of these other swarmy, Slimy politicians. They're trash. Yes, I said it. The only thing I'm wondering about now, where are the freaking 30 pieces of silver? Where are they? This is all about the pursuit of power. And here these people are on the stage, just yucking it up. Trump goes on, we've won almost every single poll in the last three months against crooked Joe Biden. She doesn't win those polls. He made this declaration as Scott whooped and clapped behind his right shoulder. Trump continued to lambast Haley for supposedly claiming victory in her own speech on Tuesday. She actually congratulated Trump on winning. Declaring that she did very poorly and failed badly before calling on Ramaswamy to inveigh against her. What we saw tonight was America's first defeating 
America last. That's what Ramaswamy said as Scott smiled broadly yet robotically behind him. What we see right now with her continuing this race is the ugly underbelly of American politics, argued Ramaswamy. Scott nodded along as Ramaswamy condemned Haley for wanting to cut your Social Security to fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house. While Ramaswamy enjoyed a primetime speaking slot at Trump's celebration, Scott got only a brief cameo. See, this is a question, and I'm not trying to play the race card here, but I am playing the race card. Why didn't you give Tim Scott a speaking spot? Gave Ramaswamy an opportunity to speak. And you heard that exchange that we played earlier where he said, you must really hate her. No, no, Masa, I just love you. I know. Some of you are going to think that's over the top, but that's exactly how that came across to me. In fact, that's just how it came across to Chris, who writes in all the time to this program. Let me read what's... Chris wrote a few minutes ago, I guess Tim Scott wants to know, will he sit on the right or left? He might as well just said, yes, master. See, that was just disgusting. And he's right. And again, Trump chimes in. That's why he's a great politician. Why? Because he kisses your ass. Bear in mind that Scott's backstabbing of Haley represents not just a betrayal of her, but of his own principles. Scott doesn't believe providing aid to Ukraine is linked to cutting Social Security or that its primary effect is to fund kleptocrats. He's written op-eds about the Ukrainian fight for freedom and celebrated the degradation of the Russian military on a debate stage as recently as November. Moreover, Scott's buoyant, optimistic messaging can be easily compared to Haley's rhetoric and contrasted with Trump's dark warnings. Our party and our nation are standing at a time for choosing victimhood or victory. Victimhood or victory. Scott asked the crowd at the kickoff event for a short-lived presidential campaign last spring. You, Mr. Scott, are now kissing the posterior of a man who is a graduate in the school of victimology he is the epitome of everything that you campaigned against and now you want him you want him to promote you by the way tim scott continued grievance or greatness to follow Scott's own formulation, power, or principles. We already have our answer. Isaac Shore writes, Scott's willingness to endure Trump's ritual humiliation of him raises a number of important questions. How many Republicans left in the party are willing to tell the truth about Trump? How much further will Scott and his competition go in pursuit of the vice presidency? How much can a basement... Can any one person take before collapsing in on themselves like a dying star? And, of course, how funny will it be if this ends with Scott earning the same reward Chris Christie did back in 2016? Or crueler still, a stent as Commerce Secretary. 
Donald Trump doesn't give a rat's ass about Tim Scott. He's just another person to use. And here this man is flailing around, groveling. This is my, you know, I don't care if you support Donald Trump. But if this is the kind of diminishing of manhood that you believe in and support, keep that away from me. This is the very opposite of American values. This is not the kind of values I want to see restored in this country. Where a black man, a black man of position and power is going to grovel in front of some old, dried-up white man. I know that's going to be offensive to some of you, but Al Sharpton is right on the money here. And those of us who care about liberty, we darn well freaking better wake up. Love to get your thoughts as we continue the broadcast of the Vince Coakley radio program. All right, I knew I was going to stir it up by talking about this issue with Tim Scott and beyond. And now give you an opportunity to respond to what I had to say, 704-570-1110. Let's begin with Jack in Charlotte. Good morning, Jack. Hey, hey, Vince. How you doing, buddy? All right, sir. Hey, I have thoroughly enjoyed the show this morning, and I've got some good news for you. You just secured your black card back uh, after your comments regarding Tim Scott. <laughs> what in the world? You, you are in good shape for a while. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt the same way you felt when I saw that, man. I just couldn't believe his behavior. So you were right on about that, man. Wow. What, what a comment he made. Hey, but, but here's the reason I called in. Yeah. I, I caught your show early when you started this morning and you talked about how the country being in trouble, Vince. And I just want to comment Vince, The country has always been in trouble. We've always, you know, starting from the revolutionary war all the way up today, we've always had our trials and tribulations and they just simply continue. Can you imagine if there had been a talk show like yours during the Civil War, <laughs> that we would have been hearing from people, you know? And, and, and even in the 60s, that there had been more shows like this, you know, where people were calling, you know, you're making social commentary and political commentary. I mean, we've always been in trouble, Vince. We've always had challenges. And, and everybody, you know, I'm 69 years old, and uh, the world's been coming to an end my whole life. Yes, exactly. And, and, and Jesus has been coming back, too, now for, what, 2,024 years, right? He hasn't hey. made it back yet. Hey, and full disclosure, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard my program where I've talked about eschatology before, but as a teenager, I did not expect that we were going to make it to the year 2000. I was, yeah. I was convinced by all of these people talking about eschatology that the end was the antichrist was here and all this stuff is going to be fulfilled and here we are it's 2024 so uh yeah. your your hey. point is a good one a very good hey, don't, one don't 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 you think that 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 god and and uh, christians throughout this carried about jesus you know jesus's imminent return remember the disciples when when jesus you know was crucified and, and, and apparently rose to the heavens that uh they they told everybody you had to get your house in order because his his intimate return he was coming back soon to set everything in order right 
Yep. So, so here we are, Vince. We're 2,024 years away from that, and the re- we're still waiting for the return. Don't you think that may just be a carrot thrown out there to try to keep us in I, I, boy, <laughs> I, I get, I've got to tell you, Jack, we need to have this conversation. You know, the person I need to have on to talk about this is my good friend, Dr. Steve Crosby. He would absolutely blow this out of the water because uh, let me just say this much. This entire industry centered around the rapture and all of this other stuff is one of the biggest rackets on the planet. Absolutely. It is. It's a racket. And the unfortunate thing is how many people have, quote, made decisions or come to Jesus under false pretenses, Mm -hmm. not because they love God, but because they've been scared, had the wits scared out of them. And therefore, this is why they've done this. Jack, You've thank you for bringing this up. I, I want to address this sometime. Thanks very much for your call. By the way, uh, let me just give you this freebie. And th- this is an understanding that's been developing for me for years. What did Jesus say when he traveled around and spoke? The kingdom of God is coming at some point. No, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here. That's the message of the true church. It's about the reality of the kingdom of God in the here and now. All of this stuff about rapture, second coming, and I'm not saying there's not a place especially about second coming, but the now nature of the kingdom is what the church completely neglects, which is probably a major reason why on tomorrow's program, Lord willing, we're going to talk about how Where we are now, in this country, at the point where the biggest category is a group called nuns. In other words, N-O-N-E-S, people with no religious affiliation, they have checked out out of all of the nonsense. And I have a better understanding now of why. Uh, Let's very quickly try to take at least one call here. Dave, I believe, where's Dave? In Waxaw. I got about a minute, Dave. Take it away. Yeah, I'm going to need to go over to the next segment. Go ahead and keep talking. I'll wait. Because I've got to say it's going to take a while. Oh, okay. This sounds pretty heavy. Uh, Well, we're going to hold you over. And all of you who are on the line, I promise, we will try to get to your calls. Just stay with us right here in the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program, let's quickly go back to Dave, who wanted to make sure he had enough time. Uh, Take it away, Dave. Thank you so much, uh, Vince. I'm I'm glad that last commercial aired. I'm going to have to be a lot more careful now that I know you're a WWE suit. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate several things. Uh, most importantly, I appreciate you referring to your daily devotions. God bless you, man. There is one source of ultimate truth, and that's God's Word, the Bible. So thank you for that. Uh, I do want to I'm, – I'm, I'm an old white guy, 64 – uh, dangerous species these days, um, but uh, <laughs> but want to just throw this out there. Just be very careful when you align yourself 
with uh, Al Sharpton. That's all I'm going to say about that. I grew up in a very ethnically diverse neighborhood. I was usually the only white guy in the gym, and uh, or me and one of my buddies were the only two. So I I I, I can't begin. I don't want to pretend to 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 ever uh, say that I understand um, and and identify with and clearly have a clue about the challenges of growing up black in America. I, I, just please hear me when I say that. I'm not trying to do that. And so I hear you uh, at a level, though, because of my background, I hear that. I, I, I find it sad, quite honestly. I appreciate the guy's heart that was on just before me that talked about you earning your black card back and all that. <laughs> America, sadly, where we did generate, just everything becomes about race. Yeah, everything I know. becomes I know. about race. And I'm sorry. It's, it's unfortunate. And I know you're not... You know, proposing that or moving that forward, I understand. But it's a it's it, it it's the lens through which you have to look through. I mean, it's your life, and and I respect that and I appreciate that. Yeah, given all of that. Yes, given all of that. Um, just hear me. We I elect people based on the platform, not their personality. And you can see what the consequences of going with a personality are by looking at the previous four years under Joe Biden. Everybody, oh, Uncle Joe, he's so sweet. He's such a good man. Look how kind-hearted he is. Now look at the mess we're in. You understand me? And so so I, I, given all of that, and it's, it is horrible. His, his threat, Trump's a bully. Take my word for it. I understand that. I, 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 I've I, but by the grace of God, I'm, I go odd, but I go there a lot, unfortunately, uh, because that's the way the other side plays. The other side is all about power. It's just so ironic when I hear, start hearing you talk about this, you know, this trying to grab power. It, it, it's wrong. It absolutely is wrong. Whether you're a Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, you know, leftist, communist, whatever, grabbing power like that is dead wrong. I, I'm right there with you, and it was dead wrong. It's dead wrong the way way uh, Trump is is trying to bully people. That That's stupid to, to say, oh, you're forever. So I hate for somebody to forever. So, here, so here's my that, question. You're, here's, you're forever banned. So I have to ask you this question, and this is what really matters. Why would people like you, and I'm calling you out here, Good. allow I mean, the... I mean, no, I look, seriously, here, here's what I want. Why don't people like you stand up and say you are not putting up with this from him anymore? Because th this is the problem. I, Everybody, I answer for you, Vince. Go ahead. Let me hear it for you, buddy. Let me hear it. Okay, we are the problem. Yes, yes. The average American citizen is the problem. Yes, we need to empower. Let me give you a great example, and he's going to be visiting with Scott Hamilton soon. Look at Mayor Robert Burns. You want to see a solution? You look at Robert Burns, who's standing up for Jesus. He's standing up for convictions. He's standing up for biblical, conservative, traditional American values. You look at what's happening to him. There are very few people in this planet that I've come across that are willing to do that. Honestly, now Donald Trump is, is about as opposite of Robert Burns as you can get. Donald Trump is his own God, like you said. There's no doubt about that. You know, he likes to play the game. He knows how to play the game and pretend. So I, I, that, that, that is not an issue. But what is an issue, Billy Graham had this quote. He said, when men of courage take a stand, the spine of others is often stiffened. Mm -hmm. That's Dr. Billy yes. Graham. 
Yes. One last, one last thing. If you want to get some excellent teaching on Revelation and eschatology, your, your colleague there at WBT, my pastor, David Chadwick, is in a series, just started the first of this year. We're going through the book of Revelation. We're not that far into it. You can listen to the stuff online. Go to momentsofhopechurch.org, and you will be blessed, brother, I promise you. Thank you, Vince. I appreciate hey. you very, very much. Well, thank you very much for your call, and, and enjoy the conversation. Uh, very much enjoy the conversation. Glad you were able to hold over. Uh, I told you we'll try to get to as many calls as possible. Do we still have, uh, who is it, Scott, you were suggesting a few minutes ago, Bernie? Scott, take it away, Scott. You have about a minute, sir. Vince, how are you, sir? All right, sir. Good. I love your show, first of all. I, I do kind of take issue with what you were saying about Tim Scott and, and Trump and Al Sharpton and and that portion of your show, I guess, speaking for me, I think there's a lot of people who realize Tim Scott does not really love Donald Trump. I think most of So, in other words, he lied. He's my guy. So, in other words, he lied. Yeah, but it's the same kind of lie we all do. I love this guy. I love this team. I love this company. <laughs> you don't mean it in the sense of Christian love. <laughs> and, so, and I don't know so what? necessarily bad. I think it's conversational shorthand for this is my guy, even though a month ago somebody else was my guy or my gal. What do you think about uh, we, Did you hear the things that I shared from his campaign, the principles that he was touting just a few months ago? Did you hear that yeah. part? And yeah, it seems like by his behavior, he's renouncing everything that he, that he talked about. He's basically thrown it all out and said, that doesn't matter now. I'm going with the winner. Yeah, and on one hand, that's sad. On the other hand, and like you, I'm a Christian. It, I hate it, but the fact is we live in a fallen world, and we have to choose between the lesser of two evils sometimes. Yes, here's, here's, here's the thing I'm saying, Scott. I'm not even saying we're not even talking about voting. This is not about voting. This is about being able to um, keep some degree of separation from some of these snakes I mean, yeah. if you want to endorse him, that's fine. You you don't need to go on the stage and, you know, and and slobber all over the guy's face. You know what I'm saying? No, I that and I, and I and, and we yeah. should not reward that behavior and we should be on the phone. Tim Scott's constituents ought to burn his phone lines up and and ask what the hell are you doing? That's what I'm talking about. We need to hold ourselves each other accountable for our behavior if you want to talk more about this we can continue the conversation tomorrow uh we're out of time thank you for joining us today have yourselves a great day and god bless you adios